Hello and welcome to the Secure Our Future podcast. This is episode seven. It's hard to believe we've only got one more left after this. But I've got Superintendent Chuck Perry here today as my co-host. Chuck, how you doing? Great. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. We've got two awesome guests here today. We have reigning champion teacher of the year, <laughs> Amanda Bowser from from Rose. Are you still from Rosewood? Is that yes. still from Rosewood? Yep. And then Broken Arrow High School 2022 yes, Teacher sir. of the Year, Chris Bailey, and also a state championship referee, right? Oh, you had to bring that up. <laughs> make me the most hated man on campus. <laughs> <laughs> but two awesome teachers here to join us to talk about this bond issue, to talk about Broken Arrow Public Schools and what this bond issue means to them. But let's start off by introduce yourselves a little bit. We'll start here with Amanda and, and tell us a little bit about your background and and how you ended up in BA and how long you've been here. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, I believe, my 19th year um, in Broken Arrow. All of my teaching career has been in Broken Arrow. Nice. Um, I started off um, at Oak Crest as a fifth grade teacher and was there for about 15 years. Moved to Rosewood when we opened four years ago. Um, and my family, we are well vested yep. in Broken Arrow. We've been around a while. My husband works in the district. My kids both go um, to school in the district, um, high schooler, which feels weird to say. So and a middle talked about earlier. He's in ninth grade in, yeah. right now. Yeah. And yeah. how old's the other one? Sixth grader. Sixth grader. Yeah. So they have been pre-K on up. Yep. And so um, Broken Arrow is home for sure. So it's great. Yeah. And Amanda won't toot her own horn, but we want to mention that you are, to my knowledge, the only two-time district teacher <laughs> of the year. So that, that's quite the honor. Yes. That was a huge <laughs> surprise and unprecedented for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here we are. So when, so when was that in, at Oak Crest? Yes. 2015 so or 16? I think so. It was about eight eight or nine years ago, whatever that um, yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> and so how, how is that process going in, ter in terms of the state process for this year? What, what's the yeah, timeline so on that? So that's a little interesting. Um, I think the timeline has been pushed back, but thanks to that deadline being moved back, my portfolio is done. It is submitted. And so now we're just waiting for communication from the state for next steps. Very cool. All right, Chris, how about you? Well, this is my sixth year teaching uh, all at Broken Arrow. Um, however, I've been a part of the district since fifth grade, since I guess 1987-ish. Right? Oh. I grew up at Linwood and uh, was a part of the old Central Middle School and, and then here when it was when it was a senior high. And so but I've been a part of this district for, for many, many years. And so ironically, though, um, before I got into teaching, I was actually part of the uh, – bond department in a, in a couple of uh, different investment firms. And so I was in finance and banking for 17 years before I got into teaching. So uh, I dealt mostly in corporate bonds, but I was in I was in the bond department for, for three or four years at that time. You're so, somebody that should have a unique perspective on yeah, that. So, so what drove you uh, to move and transition into the education profession? I kind of wanted to uh, mm -hmm. coming out of high school, um, but went into the workforce pretty young and, and accelerated pretty, pretty quickly mm -hmm. and uh, was – Doing pretty well, um, but always had that itch to come back and Great. and uh, and to get into education. So yeah. at the ripe old age of thirty-seven, decided to to give it a whirl. So it's great, very cool. So let let's start this off in terms of this current bond issue. Explain. We'll start with you, Amanda. Explain what a bond issue is, what it means for you in your own terms. Sure. So I'm definitely um, not the most well versed in how bonds work. You know, neither I'm am like, I, and I'm hosting this. There bond. you go. There <laughs> you go. I'm just like that normal person, everyday person. And so for me, being in a school setting as a teacher, um, to me, a bond means that we can receive funds to do projects that otherwise wouldn't happen. Um, and 
from my perspective, it is definitely the community's way to help make that happen because we need their support in mm-hmm. order for that to happen. So talk, that's important. Talk about it as a teacher. We always say people make the place, and that's first and foremost is hiring great teachers in the classroom. But um, how what what does um, the difference in nice facilities, buildings, having uh, roofs that don't leak and things like that. How does that affect the morale of teachers? Well, and you're somebody to, to jump in there that's that's taught at Oak Crest probably before the remodel, yep. after the remodel, mm-hmm. and then now yep. you're at a new school. So yeah, you've got a yeah. Good, good opinion of that. So I definitely agree that the people over buildings any day of the week, right? But but those relationships can only hold you so so long if you're in a place where your roof is linking and your air conditioning doesn't work and whatever, you know, you're having those types of challenges can be challenging. Um, Having a facility where it functions smoothly just allows for the teaching process to happen smoothly as well. It gives us the ability to use our energy for teaching, instruction, focusing on those things instead of spending a planned time wiping up a, a mess or, you know, making sure we're not dealing with leaks or copier issues or whatever the case may That's be. Um, if we're not using our energy for those types of challenges, right. then it frees us up to be more available for kids and families, which is what we should be doing. That's great. Chris, what about you? Well, so kind of piggybacking on what you were saying there, you know, it is about the relationships, but remember, we call this a profession. And so those that work in this profession, we call it that because we are professionals. And I think when you talk about teacher retention, I think uh, one of those keys is having a work environment to where they can be successful. And so I saw that in the corporate world as well. Mm -hmm. And so my job was to, you know, give my employees the best atmosphere possible. And I think this is one of those ways that, that we can help do that among our teachers and you know, retain the best as, as you've always, as you've been saying mm-hmm. for, for a couple of years now. And so I think this is one of those avenues that we can, we can really help retain teachers. And it, it goes down even to the smaller things. If you're dealing with a teacher chair that's broken down or student desks that are broken down, these are things that bonds pay for that make a difference in um, just everyday life and what you deal with. Absolutely. I know it can sound so silly, but at an elementary age, it doesn't take much to <laughs> give us distractions, yeah. right? To cause distractions. Mm-hmm. So anything that we can do to help our facilities limit those distractions and provide a nice environment just enhances the learning process for Absolutely. sure. It doesn't take much at the high school level. <laughs> They're not much different. <laughs> Chris, we'll, we'll start with you on this next question, but what are some of the projects on this particular bond bond issue that are that excite you the most and that feel that are the biggest needs for our district? I think from from a secondary perspective, it's it's the technology upgrades. I think that um, there's so many innovative things happening here at the high school and uh, so many things that teachers want to be able to do. We just need that technology to kind of keep pace with us. And so um, from simple Wi-Fi upgrades to infrastructure to just the technology in the classroom, I know I have a smart board that's probably 15 plus years old. Um, it's a glorified projector screen at this point. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it has to be calibrated once you know, almost every 30 minutes. And so um, being able to have those upgrades is just going to help us keep pace with all these innovative things that teachers are wanting to do across the campus. And then, Amanda, you probably have a a unique perspective on that as well, given your relationship status (laughs) and and who who that is in terms of technology. Well, and then also being in a new building. You know, when I I 
forget, I don't want to say take it for granted. I absolutely do not. But I forget if I don't have to calibrate my board. I don't have that distraction, right. so to speak, you know. So having newer technology because the building is newer, um, those are things, challenges that I don't have to face day to day, um, which do help the learning environment. Again, we have those things at our fingertips. So for me, I think on this bond project, um, transportation is really important. If you don't get kids to school, then yeah. you can't teach them. Right. So um, we do a great job with what we have already in place, but why not make that better? Um, it is it is not, um, well, I should say it is frequent that we get an intercom message. Um, this bus is late. Please hold off on your attendance. You know, those kids are getting to school late, which um, may not impact their day a lot, but it does make an impact when I'm not there to greet them at the door and to start their day with their peers. And so that transportation hub being um, an option for the south side of town, I just think that is going to make um, some some of those challenges a little, I don't know, it's just going to provide some relief in that area. And again, we're just talking about educating kids in the best way possible, getting them to school is number one. And I, you know, from watching the other um, podcast, recognizing and remembering that transportation is not um, a law. It is something that we do in Broken Arrow um, because we believe it's important to get kids to school. So I think continuing that is, um, we just want to make that better. That's good. Well, and we're growing not not even just in numbers. We're growing in area, just square footage as far as the city. And so just it's taking them longer to get to other yeah. areas of the city with all of our new bills. And so I think that that's I think transportation has been a huge part of this bond. Yeah. How does the safety and security part um, affect you uh, mentally, emotionally? And um, we're unfortunately in a time that it's you've got to take it seriously in every thing that we do anymore. We've got to look at that um, safety, security part, not only for our students, our staff, and everyone. Has that been a topic of discussion in as far as more cameras, more lighting, obviously the fence at the high school? Uh, do you want to discuss that? I, I think it's one of those things that you don't want to have to address, but mm-hmm. as you said, in, in the in the time that we live, we, we do have to address it. And so you know, we never want to feel like a campus is is closed off to a certain, you know, to our students. But we do need to make it secure for for those that, right. that we're entrusted with with uh, every day. And so, right. um, while we wouldn't want to have to do that, it's 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 a necessary upgrade. And I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be good for the high school overall, and uh, just just providing students and employees with with a safe environment there. Good. Yeah, I, I feel like I can weigh on on this as well. Just having um, been through a situation at our school where we needed to take precautions, you know, prior to that, it maybe wasn't on my mind as much. Um, having experienced that, which was, it was all fine. Everything mm-hmm. worked out just fine. But having gone through that experience and experiencing it with the students, um, it did raise it to the forefront of my mind as far as what safety is in place. What um, procedures do we have? And and man, our security people get there fast. They do. And they that do. is important for yeah. sure. A great team. So. Well, and you guys both have unique perspectives on this next question. But uh, Amanda, start with you. What do you want voters to know about Broken Arm Public Schools? You know, if we don't recognize it already, I think voters just need to be reminded that Broken Arrow is an incredible school district. 
Um, I first just want to give a shout out to the team that's putting together all of the planning behind this bonding um, because I am recognizing that we are wise stewards of what we've been given. I think we don't take it lightly where we're putting this money, um, the projects that we are asking to be funded. It's not pie in the sky. It really is what needs to happen to keep us not only functioning well, um, but just keeping up with um, what we need to keep up with to educate kids. Um, the other thing is I don't want us to take for granted the ability to vote in a time where, um, man, we are so blessed and so privileged, the country that we live in and the opportunity to make our voices heard. Um, not every place has that. And I think it's really important no matter how, um, I don't know, unimportant it may seem, the ability to make our voice heard is our civic responsibility. And so just, if I could just encourage and remind our voters of those things, um, it's okay to be inconvenienced one day to, to go out of your way to, to make a quick vote because it is our civic responsibility and privilege and honor to get to do so. So go vote. Well said. Yeah. Chris? Um, I would say I would want voters to know that the what is it, 20,000 plus students that we have in mm -hmm. this district, yeah. uh, they're the future leaders of this community and the future leaders of Tulsa and Oklahoma and the United States. And so we are building those future leaders. And so uh, why not give them every single opportunity that we have the ability to give them to, to grow these students, to educate them, to prepare them for uh, their next stage in life. And right. so to take over when, when we're not in leadership anymore. Yep. And so I think Good. that's what I'd want our voters to know. Walking into the building today, I saw some posters that were specifically aimed at high school voters. Are those some conversations that you've had with, with some of your students? We've had some. We have, I have several that have turned 18 or yeah. are about to turn 18. And so we've, we've talked with them about making sure they're registered and, and able to vote on those times. Some of them are looking forward to it. They've yeah. already said it's going to be the first time they actually get to go cast a ballot. So we have well, several of our seniors that are very, well, and if very you're, eager. If you're happening upon this podcast, this is the first episode you see. That was actually our previous episode, actually two episodes ago that we – we spoke with three students and, and got their perspective. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of that, going to the other side of it, how is important, you know, we talk about getting people out to the polls. Well, Chuck, if you can help me with a number here, but we are the largest employer in the state of, excuse me, in the city of Broken Arrow, and we employ how many people? 2,500 plus. So, I mean, how important when you think about that number is mm -hmm. it just get all the employees well, out to look, the polls? Well, if you look at what our, our last bond issue was, the, the total Around number that, was about yeah. 4,200 total. Uh, uh, 2,400. Was, was, it, was yeah, it less than that? Yes. Okay. Uh -huh. um, and so just the employees alone could yep. could. Uh, yeah, in a, in a city so. of over 115,000 or so people. And not all of our employees live in yeah, the Broken Arrow School I District. Don't at the moment sure. now. <laughs> um, so, um, but if you do, even if you have a Tulsa address, but your your child or your family lives in the Broken Arrow School District, which we have that, that is what matters about having that opportunity to go out and vote. So it's, it's a big thing. There's no other um, things on the ballot that day on the November 14th, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I think it's well worth the time to take advantage of getting out there. Which should help in terms of lines and things like that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on that in terms of conversations you guys have had with staff members and, you know? We just know that, you know, we, we've made arrangements around here at the high school to have very little going on that yeah. day outside mm -hmm. to make sure that we give our employees those opportunities to go out and, and, and cast their vote. 
great. All right, Amanda. I think if teachers, I, no, I was just going to add, I think if teachers and staff aren't willing to step up and vote, then it's really hard to encourage our community to do the same. So we just want to set that example and say, we're out here supporting what we believe in. We're asking our community to join alongside of us and do the same um, and to make sure that we are we're getting this farm passed for our kids. All right. Repeat this sentence and fill in the blank for me. People should vote on November 14th because Chris. People should vote on November 14th because major improvements can't happen in this district without it. And so we, we need these funds available to uh, to make the kind of necessary changes that we need and just keep pace with, with the, the changing uh, education landscape. Very good. Amanda? Yeah, people should vote on November 14th because our kids are worth it. And I, I couldn't have said it better, but they are our future and they, they need us. All right, Mr. Perry, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, um, I think you can see, listening to these two today, what exceptional uh, top-notch teachers we have in Broken Arrow Public yeah. Schools, and I'm proud to work alongside these two. And, um, you know, again, that bond issue does a lot of great things for our students, our staff. Um, we've talked about, you know, safety and security, the – uh, technology piece, the uh, ability to repair some roofs and replace some HVAC units, adding that South Transportation Hub, um, you know, just so many things in technology just to keep pace. It's it's kind of like uh, when you buy a home computer, it's almost out of date by the time you buy it. So uh, it's, a, it's a constant to, to have a sustainable model. We, we've uh, we've got to make that investment. So um, just so many great things happening, but it's, again, the people. We've got great teachers that care about our students, and not only as, you know, the, what grade or how they achieve, um, you know, certain levels in the classroom, but also beyond that, and you're looking to make an impact on their life well beyond their school years. So I appreciate you too so much. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of the Secure Our Future podcast. I'd like to thank Amanda Bowser and Chris Bailey for joining us here today. And be sure and subscribe to all the AeroVision Network podcasts. And then you can visit this link right here if you've missed any of the other ones. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you.